Welcome to the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast, where we explore popular practices, songs, and ideas in the modern church world in the light of Sola Scriptura and Toto Scriptura. I'm Cody Fields, the president of the Noseminster family of guitar effects. You can check us out and give us your money at westminstereffects.com. And also make sure you join the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge on Facebook. Joining me via the internet... Hey everybody, John Ross here, uh, Westminster Effects artist and uh, grumpy church nerd from Lincoln, Nebraska. And uh, Bradley has some pastoral sp- pastoral responsibilities, so joining me in person once again... Uh, Jesse Harper, fire chaplain from Greer, South Carolina. So, uh, John, what'd you do in church? So we had our second sermon series, or our second sermon in the series called Bloodlines. We are exploring the bloodline of Christ, uh, and it's a a four-part series. Um, This week was, uh, I think it was, uh, no, no, uh, this week was David and Bathsheba. David and Bathsheba, the the classic tale of, uh, um, I'm going to want that, so I'm going to take that. And... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this this is this is when you can rightly say you're david (laughs) yes yeah yeah what's the bathsheba in your life (laughs) (laughs) literally also bathsheba is it weird that her name was it was bathsheba and she was bathing i i I, it's probably i don't think that translated i I know i know but it's like i know zero hebrew but i don't think that translates yeah, I know. Like, if you have any Hebrew experts, let us know. I know, like Yahweh and matzah ball. That's like all the Hebrew I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's when Ben Shapiro accused us of being anti-Semitic. Well, well, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, theme scriptures were from uh, from First and Second Samuel, as you might expect. Also, uh, some. Uh, references from the Psalms, the big uh, kind of uh, takeaway is not only uh, did Christ come to us uh, for sinners, he came to us through sinners. And, uh, and that God in his, uh, in his will and his majesty uh, will carry out his plans, sometimes in the most unlikely of, uh, of ways, uh, to show that, uh, uh, that he is... Uh, in control, he is. Uh, he has the. He has the power. Uh, something like that. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, let's see. Uh, but our normal pastor uh, did not uh, preach that service. He preached over in our sanctuary uh, service, which is more of a uh, hymn-driven, um, sometimes spoken and uh, in response liturgical. Uh, you sing, you cool. sing uh, in that service. It's a mighty fortress is our God four times every week, right? Like that's the only one you sing. Oh, twenty times, easy. Okay, okay, yeah. good. Just making sure. Yeah. We're not some generic evangelical man. <laughs> OG Lutheran. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a mighty fortress, yeah. or go home. Yeah, th- you know this is one of the services that they used to call blended because it just took like all the good things. Of uh, 
of like a traditional liturgical service and kind of and just weft the hymns in and the rest might as well have been you know more of a um just a contemporary style uh order of service but right that's that's neither here nor there they they do a good job they own it but anyways the pastor from sanctuary then uh preached in uh, in 211 which was uh, really a treat. He is a very uh, scripture-forward uh, teacher. Um, most sermons are very much like a Bible study, um, and uh, you know that was uh, that was a good treat uh, to have in the two eleven worship space. Um, as far as uh, as musical things, I was on rhythm guitar again. Um, Played some uh, played some real good ones. Played a, a remix of the song "Relentless," except by Hillsong Young and Free instead of "United," um, which we've realized is pretty much the same song as Hillsong Young and Free's "Real Love," except there's a chord switched, uh, but it's it's identical. Uh, it's a fun <laughs> one though. Um, did uh, did "Let Go" by Tomlin, "Sweetness of Freedom" by Citizens. You know, just had some some good stuff. Beautiful Ooh. things like. Yeah, beautiful things by Gunger, which I'm kind of over that song, but for whatever reason, it really clicked this Sunday, which was uh, uh, which was really sweet. I uh, I'm so glad to have my E89 back on the board because I you're welcome because I can stack both sides and it's just glorious. Uh, so super excited for that. Um, I did break a string, so I had to switch to my backup instrument. Um, nothing like. Uh, uh, nothing like playing. I think it was beautiful things on a frickin' Firebird loaded with EMGs. That's perfect. <laughs> That's a perfect <laughs> set. But so metal. Um, yeah. But hey, yeah. What about you guys? So we are in a series called "You Asked for It," where we're effectively fielding. Uh, well, I say we. Uh, our pastors <laughs> have. Fielded questions uh, from the congregation oh, dude, to dude, preach on. That's a missed opportunity. You could have licensed the Inquisition, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that's good for at least tens of dollars per Sunday. At least, at least. So uh, this week, uh, Bradley also did not preach. Uh, his mentor, I believe he is referred to him as, right? Yeah, his mentor, his pastor. Yeah, Brian Onken, uh, who heads up a ministry called The River Upstate, where he provides uh, free classes. Uh, he's done uh, a reading scripture class with our church, I guess, three or four times. Uh, and it's really helpful. Um, it's like, hey, you read, you should read the Bible the way that you read any other book. Uh, you know, going in, if it's if it's a history, or if you're reading poetry, or or if you're reading an instructional manual or letter, so that's how you read the Bible is figure out the genre and go. Uh, but he preached on uh, can boil it down to evangelism and the sovereignty of God, and um, he uh, his I know I know that there's a, a literary term for this, but differentiating between being responsive and responsible. For someone, someone coming to know Jesus, uh, there's a difference between being responsive in recognizing the opportunity that God gives you and His command via the Great Commission. Uh, you know, all authority in heaven and on earth. So you're operating out of the fact that Jesus has literally all authority, um, but that authority extends to who gets saved. Uh, so I don't have to 
gird up my loins <laughs> to uh I don't have to gird up my spiritual loins and bludgeon you hurt yourself. And and bludgeon you into <laughs> into making a decision because God is going to work that out when he wants to. You know? So mm. I did a poor job explaining that. I want barbecue. But, but it was a good now. sermon. You said loins, I want barbecue. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Hey, so one thing, I've never been to South Carolina. Are you guys are you guys more of the like vinegary sauce, or are you guys more of like the mustardy sauce? Because I know mustard, that mustard. Te- this is where yes, yes. Mm. I uh, <laughs> I did a I did a low country boil, uh, not the one that was on Facebook, but the uh, I did one the previous night for the executive pastoral staff and administrative staff of church. Did a low country boil with grilled pork chops and uh, made uh, grilled pork chop sandwiches. Stop. And I made uh, made some sauces and I made Stop some it. Carolina made some Carolina gold. Oh man! Mm. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I I, yeah. Li- I, li- I live just totally in the wrong part of this country. Anyways, this is uh, this is definitely an episode that Bradley should have been on because <laughs> that dude can cook some meat mm-hmm. and he can he can go on about cooking meat. And, and eating meat, for that matter. Uh, so, anyway, uh, where were we? Uh, evangelism and the sovereignty of God. Um, so, Jesse, you were sitting in on that sermon. I was. Um, we'll, we'll talk about some of your current exploits in, in the blogosphere uh, in a little bit, but... Your story is kind of like, <laughs> kind of a grade A example of evangelism and sovereignty of God, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that uh, in light of what we talked about yesterday, because uh, I've been getting the gospel most of my whole life, and from about the age of sixteen to twenty-six, I was convinced I was a diehard atheist, and it didn't matter how good somebody made the gospel sound or. Mm-hmm. How many times I heard it, I wanted absolutely nothing to do with it until, uh, well, one night I was, I, it was in the midst of a separation, divorce, and suicidal thoughts, and, you know, it was just, I, I, I don't want to oversimplify it and say a light bulb, but I mean, it was a, hey, you don't belong to you, you belong to me, come to church, like, that's what I felt <laughs> like I heard, Yeah, and I showed up to church the next day. And uh, after after that, it was a Saturday night. I'll never forget it. And then uh, I've been in church ever since, and and doing my best to love Jesus. Uh, and there's uh, there's been a now. Obviously, I didn't really I didn't know you at all before before Jesus. Yeah. But then in the BC era era of Jesse Harper. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, there has been kind of an explosion of. Like, hey, let's let's devour resources. Let's and even to the point where you've been speaking at what is it, Airport Baptist Church yeah. in Greer? Yeah, there's a little church called Airport Baptist Church in Greer, and it was the it was actually the church that I showed up to that first day, and uh, and almost it was my first time sitting in a church pew or seat in almost ten years, and uh, so it wasn't that long ago they started inviting me to come speak at a Sunday evening service they have, mm-hmm. and. Uh, now I'm kind of doing that somewhat regularly, uh, doing it about once a month now, and uh, I was there last night. So 
that was church for me yesterday too. Was, uh, hey, so so quick question on that, Jesse. Um, what's your, what's your uh, your education in? Whether it be uh, you know, junior college, high school. I mean, so where, where, I, are, you, where I, are you at? <laughs> so. Uh, and, actually, and, I'm, and, much, and I'm not much asking like, this. Much like a Facebook relationship status, it's complicated. <laughs> okay. Because I'm not asking this for the reason that I think you think I'm asking this. But I, I am curious. Uh, so, actually, I, I was not a good student in middle and high school. I ended up actually uh, dropping out of high school and going right into a GED program because okay. I'd, I had skipped so much school, you know, doing all the fun stuff I wanted to do <laughs> and they fall the way to you guys I'm that. going home <laughs> they fall the way to correct man. that and, and anybody listening to this this is a horrible horrible idea do not do what I did so take, take, take you this. are where you are in spite of all that take, take is this as a, as a great example of what not to do so I dropped out and, and I, I immediately enrolled, enrolled into a GED program so I could get done faster because I had skipped so much school that they thought the solution to that was to keep me there for longer <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so but once once i'd gotten the ged and all that was over and done with i enrolled into emt training and uh the fire academy and i just excelled in that stuff because that's what i wanted to do and oh, i was yeah. interested in it it's hands-on so, right <laughs> yeah very hands-on so it was just technical training for the longest time sometimes with emt stuff it's hands-in too right it, it can be it can be uh it, you, <laughs> Nine times out of ten, if your hands end something, you're probably doing it wrong. But there is that special occasion <laughs> right. where it's warranted. <laughs> hey, newbie, uh, hold this artery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I, I worked in that field for some years, and then I went on to paramedic school, which was uh, it was a certification program, but it was essentially like a, a two-year technical sure. college kind of thing. And then, uh, and then I actually went on to get a training to be an instructor in those fields, and I, so I've been teaching that. For I about remember five seeing. Years now. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, and then last year, uh, I was asked to step into the role as chaplain in the fire department by some of the officers there, and it just kind of showed me what I didn't know. Uh, so <laughs> I wanted to go get education, and last year I enrolled in a local Bible college that uh, is here in Greenville. I'm actually doing online online school. Nice. For them. Nice. Uh, but so I don't actually have a college degree yet. Got a lot of technical training yeah. and certifications yeah. and a whole bunch of stuff. But that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, and, and the, the whole reason is, you know, I'm, I'm very much in the camp of, uh, you know, college is, is a good idea if it's needed for what you want to do. Yeah, that's absolutely you know, that, that, that's the <laughs> yep. camp that I'm in. Um, and of course, I say that as a computer systems engineer with a theology degree. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you yeah, also stupid. you also look at look at guys like like Matt Chandler, who does not have a seminary degree. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, you know, he, he, he is educated. It's not yeah. like oh, yeah. the guy doesn't know anything about the Bible. It's, you know, he learned by other means that weren't as formal. Uh, exactly. You know, and and small, that's the small group Bible says in YouTube, you should be pretty good, good yeah. to go in most areas. And that's the spirit. And that's kind of the spirit of the question. And, and I don't want to derail us from, from our core topic, but um, I mean, so you're you're preaching at these uh, at these evening services or, or sometimes morning services. It sounds like you're chaplain for the fire department. Um, now, I've done uh, you know, I've done sermons uh, at at, uh, at Christ Lincoln um, 
uh, on on occasion. Um, obviously, I'm I'm not or an ordained minister. Um, however, in uh, in the LCMS, the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, um, there are relatively few routes to become an ordained Word and Sacrament minister. Um, one is obviously going through seminary and receiving your Masters of Divinity, and then ordination after a call. Um, you know, there's the specific ministry pastor, which um, is uh, is kind of cool. It uh, takes someone who's serving already and, and kind of bolsters and fleshes out that education. And and then there's uh, and then there's the other one uh, that's colloquy, which is um, a someone who holds like a master's in divinity from another denomination uh, can come and be assimilated into the fold of grumpy white people that we call the Lutheran Church. Um, <laughs> so my question to you is. If one day you wake up and you're like, holy crap, I'm going to be a pastor for your denomination and your church body and governance and all that stuff. How does that look for you? What's your next Cody. step? <laughs> well, Cody, Cody, man, I have to jump in here and help me uh, because Resurrection Church is kind of non-denominational, interdenominational. Yeah, so effectively. On, on paper, we're, we're still IPHC. Uh but I don't think we actually have any real association with not them. particularly no uh, I think they own the the land I don't I don't want to like don't quote me on any of this and and I don't I hope I'm not speaking out of turn um, with with any of this but like it's it's technically that denomination but at the same time there's a lot of independence I don't know yeah. I don't know yeah. um, I'm not sure. Like I know for the I know for the chaplaincy, that was one of the big questions when when we started the chaplaincy. So at my department, we have actually never had a dedicated chaplain, uh, and so that was new to completely new to us. So I had to go to other departments and and uh, some classes and stuff to see how people were doing it and read people's protocols and and uh, one of the recommendations I got was if you're not ordained, then what you need to do is get a letter of endorsement. From your from your church body and that, mm. that was more from a protection standpoint of uh, and get just let me jump on the the political fire button if somebody asks you to do a gay wedding and, and you right. say no oh, yeah. so you're technically in kind of like a public office here so what do you have to yeah, protect yeah, you yeah, against yeah, yeah. Uh, against being obligated to do that and so what i did was i went to the elders of my church and asked okay this, this is what i'm being asked to do and i want to do this can I have something saying that the church endorses me to do this? So I wouldn't be asked to do anything or expected to do anything that goes against the beliefs of the church that I'm awesome. Uh, I mean, do you hold a certificate of ordin ordination from somewhere church of the rainbow sky or anything? So you could do <laughs> a, no. uh, uh, okay. Well, so I, I'm actually <laughs> uh, technically, uh, I, I could actually marry someone because I'm a notary and in South Carolina, notaries can, uh, yep. can certify marriages. And perform marriages. Uh, I had no idea you were from the Notary Republic. It's a, it's a good republic, but uh, but I, I've kind of approached that, and I haven't been asked yet, or or it, you know at least yet uh, to do any sort of a wedding or anything like that. I have done uh, two funerals now: one for a okay. fire department member and and uh, uh, one for a family uh, member, and uh, and then so I haven't been asked to do that. But where I am at. At personally not being ordained and being endorsed by res to do this mm -hmm. or at least having their support is I'm kind of not going to do anything or say yes to anything 
without clearing it with my elders first to sure. since to see where uh, you know so if somebody in the department came to me and said hey i want you to marry me and my fiance i'm gonna go okay let's put a pin in that for a second and let me go <laughs> get some help here and go talk to my elders and make sure they're on board with this just because you know this is a department thing that i'm doing but i i and i i serve my department i am there for my department but i feel i'm accountable first to my church so right and, and the leadership that i report to there for this. right and that's that's definitely because i i actually didn't know about that arrangement that you had um but there's such a lack of accountability in in broader evangelicalism a lot of times with with extra or outside of church ministries you know yeah. like you you look at any number of like campus organizations or whatever and and they're just kind of out there in the ether and they don't really answer to mm -hmm. to uh, you know whether it's elders or a denomination or whatever uh whatever your ecclesiology is you know well, even if they do, I mean, take a look at all of the uh, American de denominational structures that just don't give a crap, right? Um, you know, also, they, yes. They, they've underwritten this organization and that organization, but there's absolutely no insight because it's just whatever. You know, they've, they've cast off the centrality of Scripture, and and based upon that, they can do whatever they feel like. You know, it's yep. it's um, yeah, it's an interesting situation. But thanks for sharing that. I You know, it's, I... Uh, I always think it's good for not not only us to discuss that, but for any of our listeners who may be in a similar situation uh, to uh, to know how to answer that call. Uh, you know, should they be beckoned by the Spirit to do so? So, yeah, so back to our main topic. Um, you said it was basically ten years. You're a convinced atheist, and people were throwing gospel at you, uh, so you were hearing it, um, but it wasn't them that cause the the seed to actually grow uh where brian onkin yesterday quoted uh, i don't even remember the verse but you know paul watered or paul planted apollos watered but god gave the increase uh there was a guy at airport you had a friend there that was involved in the planting process planting or watering right yep and that's is that what drew Kind yeah. of drove you there yeah that, that was a, a dear dear friend of mine and if he's listening uh Thanks, Ken. Uh, he was actually, uh, his wife was one of my paramedic instructors, and uh, he actually came in to help a good bit, uh, teach classes and stuff. And uh, he would, he, you know, he, he wasn't in school there to push the gospel, but, you know, he would never hesitate to talk about it to any of the students that, that asked and given the opportunity. And what drew me there to, uh, to go to him was uh, he had had several bouts of cancer, like, expiration date stamped on his foot kind of thing and come on the other like come out on the other side of it loving jesus more yeah where mm. in my life up to this point any bad thing that i had seen or bad thing that i had happened like went into my arsenal of why to mm -hmm. discredit mm -hmm. jesus uh evil exists therefore right. god doesn't exactly so when i when i was broken uh, and needed a place to go he was the guy I went to because it was like, okay, yeah. this guy can face this stuff and come out loving this Jesus guy. I need to, I need to, I want to go find out from him what's going on. Yeah. And, uh, so he was super gracious. I had texted him on a, on that Saturday night that I had decided I was going to church at like nine 30 and asked him if I could come with him the next day. And, uh, I mean, it's just been a fun ride ever since. <laughs>
There we go. <laughs> so, John, you got anything else? Uh, you know, that's... Uh, um, so, I, I was involved with camp ministry for, for the longest time. Bless uh, your heart. And I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. And uh, Someone has to. Uh, <laughs> well... <laughs> You know, I, I grew up as, as a camper, and then I was a junior counselor, and I was a counselor all throughout college. Um, and then after I graduated, I, I was the director of a camper retreat center on, on Lake of the Ozarks. And ah. while training these college students, it was always difficult. Well, not difficult. It was difficult for them to grasp. Not difficult to explain. It was difficult for them to grasp what we were actually there to do. Because this is this is a Christian camping environment, it's an evangelical Christian camping environment in which our primary goal is uh, is to kindle the flame and to nurture the flame uh, of the spirit within them. And, uh, you know, it, it was always difficult to have our counselors and staff have a right understanding of what we were doing there. Um, a lot of people would come in and be like, I got it. Like people would be broken at the end of the week because they didn't get through to a kid. Like they, they didn't feel like they got through to a kid. Mm. And that is where taking us back to scripture, taking us back to the truth that God has revealed there is so vitally important. You know, that, uh, that yes, you know, God is sovereign. God is in control. He will accomplish it. Um, you know, you are here because the Spirit has called you here to be the instruments in part of what God is doing in these kids' lives. And uh, and I, I think that's a, a good lesson for all of us because regardless of our vocation, you know, where we're at, what we're doing, whether it be Sunday or Wednesday or Thursday or whatever, um, you know, we are not there to save the lost. We are there to share the joy of Christ and to love these people, to disciple these people that, that God has brought into our midst. Um, yep. You know, so that we may be an instrument of the gospel. And that's, that's killer. Yeah. That's, that's such an important thing to realize is, is evangelism is, which we are called to do and it's going to look different for everybody. You know, it's, and that's okay to say some, some people, you know, some people are going to do the whole street preaching and tracks and obviously, you know, differentiating between a proper street preacher and a street screecher <laughs> like the Westboro types. <laughs> Not yeah. talking about those guys. Um, but I, I, like I've actually interacted with some street preachers who were really good people, like really love Jesus, actually care about the people that they're preaching to. Um, so, so it's going to look like that for some people. Some people it's going to look more quote unquote organic, which is our, <laughs> uh, one of our pastor's favorite words. So <laughs> he, shout out to Keith if he's listening. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> may, I mean, and some people may be the only people that they quote unquote effectually evangelize or effectively or whatever. Maybe that's all that is, is their kids. That's yeah. okay. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have to divorce ourselves of the notion that uh, evangelism is, quote-unquote, winning someone to Jesus. Yes. Evangelism, oh is simply, evangelism is simply presenting the gospel. 
That's our job. The results are God's. Mm-hmm. Yep, the uh, the parable of the sower, right? Sower's like, <laughs> bam, seeds. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then God but, gives the increase. You know, wouldn't wouldn't that be just like... Uh, like, like if that just translated into actual agriculture, man, things would be so much easier for our farming crew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just, you know, they just pack a 12 gauge shell with, uh, with a bunch of dried corn and we go, bam. All right, Jesus, you take it, bro. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, uh, let's take a break. Come back for the Inquisition and talking a little more with Jesse. Does God run out of patience? How do we bridge the gap between understanding and application of Scripture? How do I deal with my kids who have left the faith? Does God forget our sin? Join the discussion on all these topics and more on the All 7 Days podcast, where Stan, who also happens to be my dad, and Trevor take your questions and answer them from the perspective of a couple of church members just having a discussion about spiritual matters. Subscribe to the All 7 Days podcast today on Apple, Google, Spotify, Overcast, or your other favorite podcast listening platform, and check out all7days.com. So we are back after having plugged all seven days. So you're welcome, Padre. Um, which, oh, yeah. Where Spe- do we want to go? Speaking of people who come through uh, uh, adversity and trial uh, and become closer to Christ, you know, that that is Padre in a nutshell. Man. Hey! Yeah, that's that's right. him. And... John, you're going to meet him this week, and oh, by the tired. time by the time people are listening to this, we'll have actually met each other in person for the first time <laughs> ever. Can you believe that internet? It's been like we've been like this is how been, life works in the internet age. I know, like it's been we've been doing this podcast weekly for over a year, and uh, and and friends for longer than that, and not even once have we met. And, and it's it's not even just you, Cody. It's it, you know it's your your circuit design guy. It's or your circuit board design guy, Kyle. Like we've never met. Yep. We 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 have grand plans for this this massive like emotional uh, rom com hug uh, when we meet each other the first time. We <laughs> we also realized that uh, that that Kyle's drive from Texas to Nashville is pretty much the same within a few minutes of my drive uh, from Lincoln to Nashville. And so we've talked about like Facebook video or like uh, FaceTime uh, the whole way uh, to so we could drive together. <laughs> <laughs> Best part is I don't have to share my pork brains or beef jerky with anybody else though, because you can't show this to the phone. At a boy. Uh, so uh, let's put off the Inquisition for a second. Um, mm. Jesse, you just started a blog that I'm about to start helping you with. Yeah. Um, which it, we were actually just talking about that before we started recording, so this is all really fresh for both of us. Um, but you heard it here first, rest- folks. Yeah, rescued wretch is it dot com or dot org? Dot com. Dot com. So rescuedwretch.com. We will put we'll put a uh, a link in the show notes and I will actually remember to do that this time. Uh, <laughs> since I'm really bad about putting those in there. So tell us about Rescued Wretch. What kind of what was the inspiration behind that? Well, uh, you know, anybody become can become internet famous these days because you can just start a blog or that's start true. doing your own thing. And uh, I've always had a bit of a knack for writing. 
Or you can become so internet famous that you become internet infamous. Yeah, and mm. I'm not there. I'm not there yet, and hopefully I'm not there for some time. <laughs> uh, but I've always had a, had a knack for writing, and uh, ever ever since school, it was one of the few things about school that I enjoyed. And I just started to put my thoughts down, coming from this experience of of coming to Christ, having been, you know, so against it for so long. Yeah, not and, and not just having been. Uh, I don't want to go to church. I mean, I, I I did a lot of research to you know build my arsenal of of reasons to not yeah. come to Christ, and having what someone would call, I guess, a bit of a dramatic conversion, uh, and, and coming to the Lord. I, I just wanted to start putting my thoughts down and sharing my thoughts and experiences as they happened. Uh, I've also been divorced now, and you know that's a big thing in our culture, and I, I hope to approach that at some point from a biblical point of view, being on this mm-hmm. side of it. Uh, and then, of course, the name Rescued Wretch. Well, you know, just like it implies. It's kind uh, of what you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 rescue, <laughs> the rescue part was kind of a homage to my career uh, in the fire and EMS up to this point. And, uh, you know, that, that's exactly what I felt like, a, a wretch that's been rescued. So yeah, that's yeah. where we're you at. Need like, you need like a baller logo, man. Like I'm thinking, like I'm thinking, like the the EMS shield and and so, something like that. Like I think that could be awesome. I, I I came across a photo, a stock photo, you know, royalty free image that uh, uh of a life graph and a cross, and that was pretty. Uh, that seemed pretty applicable. And our uh, one of our pastors' wives was gracious enough to send me some graphics that she had worked on recently uh, of the life raft thing. Uh, and that, that's just kind of what it felt like, you know, that was, mm-hmm. it was like being out in an ocean nice. getting thrown one of those life rings off of a boat. And that's kind of where we're at. It, it, it felt really, it, it, not to disagree and not to say we'll never have something fire and EMS related. Uh, but that was just more than anything. What it felt like was getting thrown a life raft. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. Uh, that's kind of why I've been holding on to that, that symbol for a little while. For sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, not, it's not it's not my place to to put a pictogram on your own experience. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like, I'm excited for it because it'll give me a a proper blog channel uh, again, where you know anybody that's listened to this for any length of time knows I have a journalism degree, and uh, so I enjoy writing. But for the last several years, I haven't really had a a good outlet. Like I had I had my own blog, but it's just like yeah, but. Nobody wants to hear like just me. It would help if there was a, a quote unquote organization, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a branding thing behind yeah. it. And uh, and you know, I like to talk about things like, <laughs> hey, let's discuss stuff. And uh, you have opinions? Uh, yeah, right. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I, I am of the very strong opinion that everyone is just as opinionated as I am. It's just that. I'm more willing to share said opinion than most people are. Um, <laughs> but, and, but of course, it's, it's you're always, right. Yeah, it's the, right. Exactly, it's exactly. The <laughs> uh, except, except the very rare occasion when I, when I miss it. Um, happens to the best of us. Mm. You know, a you know, little dose of humility here and there. Yeah, um, but, <laughs> yeah I mean, even I've been wrong twice now yeah, in my life. Yeah, yeah. Once <laughs> back in the early 90s and then the early 2000s, it was a weird time for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, sometimes a Facebook post just won't cut it of, of, hey, let's talk about this thing. Well, sometimes you need more of a long form. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the five, five to eight hundred words is what I told Jesse is kind of my, my, my strength of 
being able to boil something down in, into that. And, you know, nobody wants to read a 500-word Facebook post. Um, yeah. You know, nobody wants to read a 500-word Facebook comment, for that matter. Mm. Um, so so I'll, be, uh, I'll be trying to push some of that some of some content on your site and we were even talking about like turning turning blogs into almost an audio blog quote unquote oh, okay. yeah. audio version via podcast and we're going to have some of those here to help drive traffic over there um also on this channel so you don't even have to do anything at the moment uh while we kind of try and blow some stuff up yeah, so and then we talked about the. Uh, you can take advantage of my fan base, Jesse. My 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 expansive 150 listeners. Well, thank in you. The, in the in the thank group. you for pimping them out to me. <laughs> I, uh, we, we we also talked about just before the show something that's kind of on my heart for the blog is uh, almost like a resource review, like kind of yeah. dedicating some time, some air time or blog time to that because uh, having started going to college and pursuing, you know. Uh, roles in ministry you know there, there's a lot of stuff that you're exposed to books that you never would have read uh classes or stuff you never would have taken and and you know even if it's just a hey this is a really cool study bible that i think would help these kind of people yeah uh things like that so that's something else that i think uh yeah you could be looking for on their rescued wretch side yeah and even did you did you say small group stuff no no yeah okay. that, that's good we, yeah but like that was that, that was my awesome. idea was was you know you don't see a whole lot of small group curricula reviews of man these questions were thought provoking or man this this curriculum kept telling me that I was David <laughs> and, and I'm not David. Uh, we all know how Cody feels about being David yeah etc my name is Cody I'm not David um, <laughs> so you know just stuff like that so um, shall we move on to the Inquisition. Do we have theme music for the Inquisition? Yes, we do. Oh, we absolutely. I don't, I, don't, I don't ever listen to to these podcasts. Yeah, I, I'm well aware. My uh, my hard work <laughs> in my hard work in producing this trainer at goes when you, when you tell completely me, when you unnoticed. Tell me, now, when you tell me, hey, I put this thing in there, I will go back and listen to it yeah. and enjoy whatever thing you inserted. However, you got to be careful saying stuff like that, Cody. Edit. <laughs> no, just leave that in. Just leave yeah. that in. <laughs> um, we can live yeah. up to the rescued wretch name. We're still working on yeah, the rest. Yeah, there part. we go. <laughs> so uh, yes, our our theme music for the Inquisition is uh, um, an excerpt from Michael W. Smith's uh, Freedom album, uh, which is his instrumental uh, production from about ten years ago. No, no, no. It's uh, it's from Freedom Battle, uh, and it's it's really it's it's very epic and well, and, and good. So. Well, um, this is how we fight our battles, right? Yes, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Michael W. Smith doesn't listen to the podcast. So uh, you know, um, if uh, and I think and I keep everything under like the 15 second free use. Like, oh yeah, uh, you're fine. you know, well thing. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, we totally have theme music for it. So first question from Brad Speed. There's one correct answer to this. We found a witch. May we burn her? The answer is if she weighs the same as a duck. Yes. <laughs> wood. They're made of wood. <laughs> Build a bridge out of her. Uh, second question from Brian. You turned me into a newt. I got a newt. It got better. 
Uh, from Brian Morris. The, the Inquisition questions were a little more ridiculous this week. Brian Morris, what do you think is actually located in Area 51? Is it Moses' body, Ark of the Covenant, and are we joining the raid? Uh, so someone watches too much Indiana Jones. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking at you, Montana Fox. Dollar Store Indiana Jones, Montana Fox. Uh, and, and or... And or too much X Files. Yeah, that's Excuse true. That's, um, that's, that one cuts let's a little see. close to home. <laughs> My, uh, yeah, I, I too had a thing for for Dana Scully. Anyways, uh, you know, <laughs> my summation is that uh, you know, Area Fifty One probably has uh, um, captured. Uh, uh, captured equipment uh, from from other uh, um, other sovereign nations, uh, you know, other yes. not UFOs, um, and uh, and other you know gray men. I mean, I, they might be gray because they probably don't see the sun too much. I mean, scientists are weird like that, uh, so they very well may be gray, uh, but very much still human. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's probably whatever. Cool thing, Lockheed Martin or Boeing or whatever decided to make that week and ship out yep. there in some unmarked truck to be like, "Hey, go blow stuff up with this and tell us what you think." You know, like yeah, the uh, the technology that we don't have access to at the moment. You know, just make yeah, it, make your brain melt. Maybe literally. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they they have the uh, you know, like think of all the things that that have happened more more recently. You know. Uh, Things like uh, the ultrasonic warfare technology, uh, right. electronic warfare technology, like directional uh, denial of service stuff. You know that that's just stuff that's appropriate for a place like that. It's it's remote and all that. I mean, obviously the 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 big thing here is that it is a top secret. You know, for your eyes only sort of uh, installation, uh, and so people who don't know what's there are going to try to fill in the blanks. And uh, add a little bit of theater along with it. Uh, as far as the Naruto run, um, man, I, I have a I have a feeling the five point five six cartridge is uh, going to go up in price. That's that's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I mean, if you try to storm Area Fifty One, it's not going to end well for you. No, no. like. I mean, even even if you think there's aliens in there, like even if you don't think there's a tank, or like <laughs> you know, or like literally a fleet of Humvees with fifty cows on top, like this ain't gonna work, guys. They have fighter jets, um, man. Come on, yeah, right. <laughs> there is this thing called air support. <laughs> yeah. I can just—it's yeah. just gonna be like a movie. You're gonna see an Apache come up from my hand, and then. And then, then it's done, you know. <laughs> like I don't, like I, I, I feel if this actually happens, yeah, it's it's going to be a uh, a proper response to maintaining national security uh, if if something happens. But for Pete's sake, like, don't be stupid. I, I don't know. No, no, Brian play, Morris. We are not. Play stupid games. <laughs> we are not joining the run. Just go watch Independence Day. Like, if you want to know what's there, just go watch Independence Day. Like, <laughs> Welcome to Earth. Man. <laughs> I, 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 
I hate to sound all Alex Jonesy about it, but since he's off the air now, but somebody has to. But like, what? Somebody uh, has to turn the frogs gay, I, right? I got to thinking, like, what if this is one of those meme memes that were was started from, like, almost as like a false flag by the government. <laughs> false flag so, memory. So, so the government can can dedicate more money to beefing up security or the defense budget at Area Fifty One or something like that. You know, and then everybody's just hopped on it and bought into it like they were hoping. So, oh, no. I'm so no, this. No, it's it's probably bigger conspiracy than that. They're going to get all the money to build a wall around Area 51. <laughs> <laughs> that, that just so happens to be uh, portable and the same length as the border between Texas and Mexico. That's probably yeah. what's, what's yeah. happening. They're going to build a wall around Area 51, and Mexico is going to pay for it. And they're going to ship it. <laughs> Yeah, right. all the way down there. They're going to use their secret jet technology to transport the wall to Mexico. <laughs> I like that. Ultrasonic, ultrasonic yeah. speeds. Just, just fire up the, just fire up the Stargate. That's right. <laughs> I like John's theory though about what's what's actually there because you know, it's, the saying "real life is often stranger than fiction." Yeah, exactly. I mean that's pretty accurate. I, yeah. I don't think we want to know what's there. I don't think it's aliens, but I don't think we want to know what's there and why it's there. <laughs> It's, honestly, it's probably the stupidest looking fighter jets you've ever seen. <laughs> like, it's just like a pink cloud. <laughs> it's like a pink cloud with a gun on top. Like, that's what they've got. <laughs> Next question. Uh, Brian Morris asks, well, I guess me, when you took over Nose Pedal, had a bit of a rocky reputation. Uh, did you consider changing the name, and why didn't you? I've considered every now and then, assuming the the stuff under the Westminster umbrella, but it makes sense with the two brands simply because Westminster is the proper effects, Nose is the utility stuff. Nose uh, has been around longer. Uh, it was established in 2011. So there's uh, there's a little bit of a history there, and even though the, the previous owner, you know, kind of got behind on some stuff uh, just because he was involved with a bunch of different stuff, um, it, it just seems still uh, that the best move is to keep it under the nose brand. So there's that. Uh, last Inquisition question, and we'll get into our recommendations and get out of here. Kyle, Jas- Kyle Jackson asked, we just had a hymn sing, and I played my Gretsch banjolele. Uh What other instruments have you guys been able to play during worship that were not traditional to normal worship music? Man, speaking of stuff that's in Area 51, that's uh, the Gretsch Banjolele right? is probably one yeah. of those things. Right? So I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm a guitarist, and that's it. Um, mm. But but I have used a Dan Electro Psycho Flange in a worship setting. Mm. And that is, like, that is an obscenely thick flanger pedal. I've also used the Osteen Distortion, which isn't typical. Uh, other than that, I mean, it's pretty straightforward in the worship setting. Uh, let's see. For us, we did a uh, uh, we did a stripped down acoustic service. Um, actually, the week after our uh, our former worship leader uh, moved on to his uh, his new church, um, we uh, we didn't at the time we didn't think we had a drummer this week. Uh, so we were like, you know what, we're going to scrap the loops, going to scrap the backing tracks. We're going to because like. In this time of transition, you had really two choices. One was to do things so incredibly well, they didn't notice the difference. The second was to do things so incredibly different, they didn't notice the difference. We decided to do the latter, and uh, and one of our guitar players uh, said, hey, if we're doing acoustic, could I play my mandolin? Yes. And, uh, 
And honestly, uh, you know, we uh, we took the multi-track recording of uh, um, of that service, and I listened back to it because obviously I'm not going to have mandolin very loud in in my my in-ear mix, you know, while we're right. reading. Um, but it really sounded pretty cool. Um, I mean, even with acoustic versions of of more electronic songs like Alive, for instance, you know, it really added oh, just a, another uh, sonic layer. You know, that's the cool thing uh, with adding additional instruments is is when you when you do that, if all those different instruments have their own separate voice and their own separate sonic range, it's going to be really really cool. Um, of course, if you have twenty guitarists on stage and all are kind of equal in the mix, it's, it's just going to be mud. But um, yeah, so that was kind of cool. Um, back in uh, back in college, you know, we kind of had this folk rock thing going, and so I'd play uh, banjos and resonators and auto harps and um, you know upright bass and and stuff like that. Oh wow! Um, yeah, yeah, uh, cello. Uh, I was a I was a classical trained cellist um, in in my previous years. So so yeah, I mean. You know, we, we got to be careful in making sure that, you know, we don't turn Sunday worship into just a jam session. Uh, but if it serves the song and, and serves the experience um, without uh, without being a, uh, a distraction, uh, then then fantastic. Let's uh, let's do it. I mean, if you have a full harpist on stage, um, you know, maybe that's that's a bit of a stretch unless, you know, it's a Christmas service or something, you know, like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Although I would be interested in knowing more about this banjolele thing. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Um, so Jesse, how thrown off since you don't lead worship, you know, you, you're just among the plebes <laughs> as it were. Um, Peasant. Yeah, we, we have more of a modern style. It's not, uh, it's not performance driven. Right. Um, we, you know, we don't have the strobes and, and the hazers and lasers and all that kind of stuff, but it's it's more of the modern style. How thrown off do you think Res would be if we were just short on people and decided to strip it down to like acoustic and piano for an entire set? Do you, do you think do you think our crowd uh, would like have an aneurysm, or do you think we wouldn't miss a beat? I I, I really don't think we'd miss a beat. Yeah, you know, I don't either. I don't either. I, they, you, which is which is a good yeah absolutely good thing. I I, I think if. I think if you came out and led worship acapella, not you, obviously, but somebody. Right. Nobody <laughs> wants me acapella. Uh, but somebody. Uh, Mary or Tiffany or one of our very talented vocalists uh, right. would come out and lead just acapella for something. Uh, I, I think, it, of course, it depends on what you're trying to achieve or what your resources are for right. the day, but I think we're going to do just fine. Yeah. I, I think we do worship pretty well. We're we're blessed in that regard for that, yeah, for having a church of what two fifty or so. Yeah. We have a lot of musical talent. It's kinda nice. Mm -hmm. And uh but one one day I do want to do like just to strip down, like just have Zeke get up there with a the guitar. Yeah. Maybe have Mary or Tanya on piano and just kind of go for it. Yeah. I think I think we'd be fine. I yeah. think it'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, and maybe maybe even, you know, a couple times a year just be like, All right, make sure we're not focusing on the wrong thing here. You know. Yeah, that's thought. That's thought. If so, Shane and Shane uh, can do it, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> they sing better than we do, though. Those wow. dudes have some pipes. They sing better than everybody. Reverb and delay, my friends. Reverb and delay. That's true. That's true. And pitch shifters, right? I'm just kidding. Yeah, of course. Um, what do you recommend, John? Uh, actually, almost uh, word for word, our theme for the week. Um, hold on. I've 
your dad made a post on the Westminster page. I had that up on my phone. Um, oh, let's see. It's been a while since I've read this. J.I. Packer, evangelism, yep. evangelism, 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 and the sovereignty of God. That's not how we say it down here, John. <laughs> evangelism and the sovereignty of God by J.F. Packer. Uh, pretty much right in line with what we're talking about today and uh, and how the sovereignty of God is not a uh, uh, any sort of, uh, of hindrance uh, to, to what we're called to do as evangelists. It's not any sort of excuse to sit on our butts. It is a powerful resource uh, to... Uh, 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 to do the doing, so to speak, one of my favorite phrases, to do the doing, and uh, God will leverage us according to his will and according to his ways. And so, yeah. Uh, God, God has ordained it, the ends and the means. Bingo. He's also ordained the memes, <laughs> so, uh, like Area 51. Uh, so my recommended is Mark Dever's book on personal evangelism. The proper title escapes me right now, but it will be linked. Uh Along the same, along the same lines. Uh, Jesse, what, uh, you got anything for us? Yeah, the, the, I, I'm pretty sure you can relate it to evangelism. I'm reading uh, Keller's book, Tim Keller's book on preaching. It's a, uh, it's a meaty read. Uh, so, I, I caution anyone before. It's a they, pretty thick book, isn't it? it? it it's, I think he's about, uh, I think he's about 300 pages or so. Relatively uh, thick, but uh, not, not, not it's thick, thick, thick in content for sure. Yes. Uh, and one thing that's helping me, it's, it's, I, I, I would say that whether you preach or not, it would probably be, be beneficial because one of the things that he's emphasizing is where to pull Christ and how to pull Christ in every message. Right. So whether you were writing right. a small group or just, uh, evangelizing at home, yep. I, I mean, you, you can pull Christ out of just about every text of the Bible. If you're not pointing to Jesus... You're doing it wrong. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we can we can say that, right? So Tim Keller's book preaching, that's what I got for you this week. Nice. So, so follow us and comment on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify, and leave a five star review. As always, we don't care if the five star review is honest, we just want the five stars. That mm-hmm. helps us climb the ranks in iTunes. That's the best way to do it, by the way, is to review it on iTunes. You can support the show at anchor.fm and uh, donate money to help us improve. First five people who p- pledge to donate $10 a month per year get a Piper Drive version 2. We have one more of those spots left. Uh, I don't know what I'm leaving you with. It's some kind of demo. It's Nam Week, and I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. So here's something from the YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. I'm excited to introduce to you today the Westminster FX Piper Drive. The Piper Drive is a transparent overdrive. It's meant to be more clear with bigger gain range that when maxed out can be a little bit glitchy. And it's meant to sound pretty open. It can be a clean booster and always on pedal. For my taste, the Piper Drive is one of those pedals that always stay on during the entire set. It has three separate controls, gain, tone, and volume. Let's adjust these settings and try to open the pedal up a bit.
Now, let's add some Westminster effects, Spurgeon reverb in.